Hello and welcome back to another episode of DTO Playbook Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs and ins and outs of being a director of therapy and inpatient rehab. My name is Shane Haas. I'm your host and the topic for this week is weekend preparation or weekend planning. And weekends are are a different animal in inpatient rehab uh, primarily because most of the staff that are going to be in and helping for the weekend are going to be PRN staff, not the staff that you've had there all week long. And the requirements of what patients need for therapy over the weekend is is vastly different than during the week as well. During the week, the majority of the patients are going to have long days or 180-minute days, whereas on the weekend, that's not necessarily true. This is where they'll get some of their short days or zero days. Short days would be 60 minutes. Um, zero days, of course, would be no time at all. So you're going to have a mixture of long and shorts and zeros. Uh, you also have a mixture of your traditional payers like Medicare, um, versus some of your outliers like your insurance where they might have long days every single day or they might have two short days. So as you can see already in this podcast, there's a lot of variation to consider. Uh, but let's just take it step by step and, and try to work our way through weekend preparation or weekend planning. It really begins the month before. So that's when staff sign up to pick the weekends that they can work. And our deadline is the 15th so if the 15th the month before if you haven't already signed up for the weekends that you'll work in the upcoming month then we'll go ahead and sign those up for you and send you out a text letting you know which weekends we've uh, put on on your schedule so it's up to the staff if they want to pick their own they can they can sign up ahead of time Uh, but if they don't really mind and don't have a lot of schedule constraints then we can sign them up um, and we don't mind doing that either. So that that really happens the 15th, the month before, and then everything just kind of uh, cruises along until the, the upcoming weekend is needing to be planned. And the first point in that is going to be on Tuesday for the that same week. So on Tuesday, we'll go in and, and look at the staff that has signed up, and we'll create the weekend roster for Saturday and Sunday of the therapists and techs that'll be working that upcoming weekend. So we have a table. We just manually write their names in on that table for Saturday and Sunday. We'll know any time restrictions that that therapist might have. For example, they might say, I can only work seven to two, and we'll note that on the roster as well. So when we go to make the schedule, we know who's gonna be working, and we know what times they're gonna be available to work. And this is the first point where we send communication back out to the therapist and text as well. So we'll create a text string for Saturday and a text string for Sunday. And we'll just send out a message to them on that Tuesday saying, hey, just as a reminder, you're you're on the schedule for this upcoming weekend. Just let me know that you got this and you're still good to go. Um, so that's pretty much everything we do on Tuesday. We got our, our lineup, if you will, of therapists that are going to be working. Uh, one good thing to do on Tuesday is just kind of scan that list and make sure you have eval coverage. So if you had a lot of assistants sign up and you don't have a therapist available or a therapist on your roster to do evals, that's when you will want to reach out and try to shore up that gap. The sooner you do that, the better, um, but you don't want to go into a weekend without having eval coverage. And that sometimes can sneak between the cracks if you're not sensitive to it. So that's Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday comes through and Wednesday we're going to start to prep the schedule which means basically the schedule we used last week because we used the same file 
we're going to go in there and just erase everything from the previous weekend. So it's the Excel spreadsheet that we also use for census and for tier. So the tabs for sat and sun, we're going to go in there and delete the therapist and delete all of the schedule from the previous weekend. So that way it'll be nice and blank and ready for this upcoming week. The second part to Wednesday is we're going to look ahead and see patients that are projected to discharge. So the ones that are going to go home, particularly if they're going home before the weekend, during the weekend, or on Monday and Tuesday after the weekend, then those will all have some influence on the planning for the upcoming weekend. And we'll make a, we have a table, just like we had a table for the roster of therapists, we have a table for the upcoming discharges, and that will extend from Thursday to Tuesday. This lets us know if it's a Thursday, Friday discharge, hey, they're not even going to be here this weekend. So we don't have to plan anything for them because they're, they're projected to go home before the weekend even starts. If they're going to leave on Saturday and Sunday, then we'll know that they won't be here possibly through the full weekend. And that will impact our planning and scheduling as well. And then the Monday and Tuesday discharges, they're going to receive at least two short days on the weekend to make it kind of worth their time to stay in. But the other part to that is that they're leaving on Monday. We can't do all their DC work on Friday because that's too far out from the date of discharge. We got to be within that three day uh, criteria. So they're going to need their DC prep on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll pay particular attention to those patients to make sure that they're going to get either PT or OT on Saturday and then the other discipline on Sunday so they have time to do all the DC paperwork. And then the ones that leave on Tuesday, they won't need their DC paperwork done, but they still are going to get two short days over the weekend. And again, that's to make it worth their time to stay in an inpatient rehab and, and, and spend that time with us. Knowing the dates of discharge are important for planning your weekend schedule. As we go into the tier spreadsheet, we're going to start to look for who's going to have long days, who's going to have short days, who's going to have zero days. And that's going to be based on where they're at in their week's journey. So keep in mind, on your tier priorities, you know, the overarching goals, they should have at least 900 minutes every week, five long days, one short day of 60 minutes, and a zero day. And that's pretty much our traditional model. So depending on where they are in their date of admission and in their tier week, we'll plan out what their weekend's going to be. So we'll use gold boxes to indicate Saturday and Sunday on our weekend planning on the tier spreadsheet. So the two gold boxes, of course, the first one's for Saturday and the second one's for Sunday. But those are where we're going to make notations of a capital L for a long day, a capital S for a short day, or an X for a zero day. And then the macros in that spreadsheet is going to help us to pull that information out and put it onto the satin sun worksheets. So when we start to make our schedule, we'll know exactly how long each patient needs as we start to build that schedule for the weekend. So we add the gold boxes, we add the long shorts or X's for zero days, and we're doing all of this on Wednesday. The only other thing we try to knock out on Wednesday is if somebody is a commercial pay or if it's an unusual agreement where maybe they're, they're uh, a self pay and they're gonna get long days every single day, we're gonna indicate that in green and maybe put a note on the patient's name to let everybody know why this patient is is different than the traditional scheduling model uh, but after that then we're done for wednesday and we're ready to to go into thursday so thursday we don't do a whole bunch on thursday we'll do a little bit of final planning just putting our roster onto the satin sun tabs and then when we get the roster on the satin sun tabs we'll 
gets a, a first or a preliminary estimate as to whether or not we have enough staff on the roster to be able to handle what we're projecting for the upcoming weekend. And keep in mind, projections in inpatient rehab aren't very solid, uh, meaning that you never really know what's going to come in on Friday and Saturday in terms of admissions. So we just, as a kind of baseline, project for six admits, and we can use that to help our staff planning purposes on Thursday. So once we get the longs and shorts loaded in, we put in the projected evals, and then we can see, do we feel like we have enough staff ready to go for this upcoming weekend? If we are running short, this is a good time to reach out. So Thursday, we still got a couple days before the weekend actually hits. And if we start reaching out, um, then we can shore up any of the gaps that we see on our projected roster of therapists versus what we have in-house and what we feel like we're going to need to take care of for the upcoming weekend. So that's Thursday. We've covered Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now we're going to go into Friday. And Friday's where we really start to get into the actual scheduling for the upcoming weekend. So to get ready to make a proper schedule, we want to make sure that we have all the, the patient levels on the census ready to go. And that's just the low, low, medium, and high designation that we give to patients. And that helps us to know patients that should not be doubled up for a concurrent treatment. We don't want to put two low-level patients together. But if we don't have updated patient level information on there, and that's usually for the newer patients that have come in, um, then we won't know as we start to schedule that weekend if we're going to make a bad schedule for somebody, if we're going to make a good schedule for them. So the first thing is do a little chart review and fill out those patient levels. Okay, next we'll get the estimated. So we're going to update our estimate as to how many people are expecting this weekend because Friday morning at Ops will be the first time we're going to get information from the liaisons as to how many folks they expect will be coming in uh, this upcoming weekend. So we can modify from that six if they think it's going to be a heavier admission weekend, then we might bump that up. Or if it's going to be lighter, we might trim that back a little bit. But these folks actually haven't come in to the hospital yet, so we're going to put placeholders on their schedule. If we're expecting five or six evals, then we're going to put placeholders on the schedule for PTOT and speech, and we'll start to build our schedule around where those placeholders are. Friday is also a good day to check back on the projected discharge dates. So Friday, particularly Friday midday, Friday afternoon, case management often will move a discharge date to help accommodate a patient's needs. And we want to make sure that the discharge dates we wrote down earlier on Wednesday are still accurate and appropriate for our planning for the upcoming weekend. Once we've confirmed the discharge dates and we have the placeholders on the schedule, it's time to start to fill in the schedule with other patients. So the first patients to load on are going to be the DC prep patients. So we're going to add those to the Saturday and Sunday tabs, making sure that we have both PT and OT seeing them and that those patients aren't going to be accidentally scheduled for concurrent treatments. Friday morning is also a good time to rebalance or load level the patients that we're expecting to see with the therapists that we have to see. What we mean by that is if you have more therapists scheduled on Sunday than Saturday, Rather than trying to move your staff around, you can move the patient's schedules around. So instead of giving a long day on Saturday, for example, you could choose to give that long day on Sunday to better match the staff that you have planned coming in. You can move your scheduling from Saturday to Sunday or vice versa to better level or better match your patient workload with the staff that you have planned to come in. The way that you would do that is on the tier tab 
is to move your L from your Saturday gold box to the Sunday gold box and then move the S or the X from Sunday to Saturday. So the more patients you move the longs and shorts and zero days around, then you can get a closer leveling of demand to supply to help make your weekend run a little bit smoother. All right, so the next step after that is we wanna add our Diners Club patients to the Saturday and Sunday tabs. So there's a little field at the bottom of the schedule to let you load in which patients are in Diners Club. And you'll just put the room numbers down there, but that'll let everybody see which patients that they have to go and get for Diners Club in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. Other patients that we load in at the bottom would be for dialysis or isolation patients. And that's just so we can plan if they're gonna have afternoon dialysis, we wanna know that up front when we start making that schedule. Or if they're on isolation, we wanna know that because that's somebody that can't have a concurrent treatment as well because they, they are gonna to need to be treated in the rooms. Now we're ready to really start filling in the schedule. The only ones on here so far are placeholders and our DC prep patients. So now we're going to load on, uh, if we have full-time staff that are going to be working, we're going to load their schedules on first because we're going to try to put patients with them that they typically see. So it only makes sense, for example, if we have a therapist working in our 200 hall and they happen to be working this upcoming weekend, well, we're going to let them see their own patients. It would be a lot better experience for the patient and for the therapist to be with the therapist that they're used to working with versus giving that therapist other patients and having the patients in the 200 hall being seen by a PRN therapist. So we're going to try to match up people with the, we're going to try to match up patients with the therapist that they're already used to working with. After we've done that, we're going to start to load on the, the low level long patients. So these would be patients that are a max assist, for example, that need to be seen for 180 minutes. It's kind of like that that experiment that we did and it might have been middle school or early high school where we go to physics class and our teacher has a bunch of rocks on their desk and you got to fill it all into a given container well if you start with the easy and small rocks first then you can't get everything to fit in that container because there's not enough room to put the big rocks in second so Think of the long, low-level patients as your big rocks. We want to add those onto the schedule first, and then we're going to fill in around those big rocks with the small and easier rocks, which would be the high-level, medium-level patients or the patients that only need to be seen for a short day or for 60 minutes. To get everything to best fit on your schedule, start with the long, low-level patients first. After you have the long, low-level patients on the schedule, now let's go to the long mediums and the long high-level patients because those are patients that you can start to do concurrent treatments with. After all the long patients are loaded on the schedule, now we're going to put the short patients on the schedule. Those are the 60-minute treats, and those will fill in nicely some of the gaps that you might have in your schedule at different points. Another point to check is that if you've had a patient that's missed time during the week and they're at risk for not making their 900-minute week, the weekend is a great time to start making up some of that missed time. So instead of giving them an off day, you might choose to give them two 60-minute days so that way they'll end up finishing out their seven-day tier week with at least 900 minutes. Another point is if a patient is LOA and they're expected to return but they haven't returned yet, it may be easier to put them at the end of the day versus at the beginning because if they end up not coming back, if they're at the beginning of somebody's schedule, then they have to rework their whole schedule to avoid uh, any delays in the morning. But if you put them at the end of the day and they end up not coming back, then 
it is a lot easier for them just to shorten their day if they're PRN or if they're full-time, then they can get another patient from uh, somebody else to put at the end of the day to make their day run a little bit smoother. So at this point, you have your Saturday schedule made. So we'll go through a couple of just quality checkpoints to make sure that we've made a good schedule. Point number one, did we keep our primary therapists with patients from their own halls? And we made a point to do that, so check, we've got that one accomplished. Point number two, did we keep the same patients with therapists working on both Saturday and Sunday? So even if it's a PRN therapist, if they're working Saturday and Sunday, then the patients that they saw on Saturday would be good to carry over for them on Sunday as well. So that way the patient is already familiar with the therapist and the therapist is already familiar with the patient. So it takes a lot less time on chart review. Point number three, we do not want to schedule a 7 a.m. patient for the therapist covering morning diners. So that therapist is coming in at 7 a.m., diner starts at 7.30. If they have to come in and start treating right away, they don't have any time for chart review. So from 7 to 7.30, they can start to look at the patients they're gonna see today and get ready for diners. So if at all possible, try to keep that 7 to 7.30 time slot open so that therapist has time to do chart review before diners club starts. Point number four, do not schedule more than one concurrent treatment a day for each therapist. And that kind of makes sense because a lot of the therapists working the weekend are PRN and many of them have not, not been in in a while, so they're not familiar with their patients. To do a concurrent, it is a big advantage to be familiar with your patient and what they've been up to and what they're working on. It makes it a lot easier to delegate some of that treatment to a tech. So to help reduce that burden on the weekend therapist, we try to limit our concurrence on the weekend to just uh, one, one concurrent session of 30 minutes. Point number five, allow 90 minutes for OT evals. There is a lot for OTs to try to knock out on an evaluation. Our full-time folks do a really great job during the week to stick to 60-minute evals, uh, but during the weekend, they don't have the option to maybe come back and, and finish out some things they didn't get to in that first session. So try to give your OTs 90 minutes to do their evaluations on the weekends, even if it means that patient's gonna start off with an extra time day of about 210 minutes. It's better to start a little bit ahead and help the OT to not feel quite so crunched up to try to fit everything in 60 minutes, which is really tough to do. Point number six, schedule your DC preps on Saturday and Sunday uh, without having any concurrence on them, and they should at least be for 60 minutes each. And that's to allow the therapist to have proper time to go through all of the FOM scores, the DC instructions, and to fill out the DC paperwork on those patients. All right, point number seven, schedule tech help for your low, low level patients. And this is just so the therapist has enough help so they can really get in there and, and give these patients what they need to get better. They might need help to get them on the tilt table. They might need help to get them in the standing frame. They might need another set of hands to do a slide board transfer. Um, we want to meet these, these low-level patients with some tough, challenging treatments to help get them on their feet and get them going again. So scheduling tech help ahead of time keeps them from having to look around and scramble at the last minute, and it makes everybody have a little bit better day on the weekend. All right, point number eight, complete your quality checks. You're going to look through your schedule, and as you scroll from room number to room number, it'll highlight on that schedule where this patient is going to be at during the day so it makes it easy to see if anybody's been double booked meaning oh i accidentally give this patient to two therapists at the same time so we want to 
make sure we don't have any double bookings because then we're going to ask the therapists working to have to rework their own schedules, and that's a pain. They just want to come in and treat patients on the weekends. They don't want to have to worry about reworking their own schedules. So if we can avoid any of those errors, we're going to set people up to have a great day. We also want to avoid scheduling any of the patients that have diners club. We don't want to give them therapy during the times that they're in diners club unless the plan is to work with them on something during diners club that would be skilled. Next point is we don't want to give a therapist two low-level concurrent patients at the same time. We don't want techs working with low-level patients by themselves. Those are the patients that really need this, the therapist skill and, and expertise to help get them better. We want to make sure that the techs are only seeing high-level and medium-level patients and doing things that are tech-appropriate. If we put two low-level patients by accident on somebody on, a, on, on the weekend, then there's no choice but to have them try to scramble and do the best they can at that point. Um, but as schedule makers, we can do a better job than that. So we're going to make sure not to double up two low-level patients on one therapist. The last point is just to consider everybody's day. How will that day flow for each of the therapists coming in? Are they going to come in and just have tough sledding all day long? Or are they going to come in and have things set up pretty well so they can just focus in on patient care and killing it and getting people better? What's the day like for the patients? Are they going to be you know, three hours straight of therapy and then nothing for the rest of the day? Uh, we want to make sure that the, the patient's journeys are going to be good as well. And even for the techs, if you got that tech coming in and they're just back-to-backs all day long trying to keep up with the gym as well, man, that's going to be a tough day for the tech. So if you can look at the therapist day, the patient's day, the tech's day, just try to look at it and go, how would I feel like if I was coming in having to rock this schedule out? Would I feel good about it or would I feel like, man, this has been a tough day? So we want therapists to come in and enjoy coming in to treat patients with us on the weekends. So if we keep up with those scheduling tips or those quality checks, that's going to make sure that our schedules are, are coming out a whole lot better. All right, now that we got the schedule finalized, we've done our quality checks, we're ready to start sharing this information out with the team. As we share it out, we're going to send it out two different ways. Uh, we're going to send one copy of the file to our, our weekend coordinator. And we're blessed to have a therapist that works with us every weekend. So she will take over on Saturday morning and make uh, any changes based on what happened overnight. So if there's any changes overnight, like maybe we didn't get an eval that we were expecting to come in, well, she can rework that schedule. She's got the copy of the file. She can make those changes and print out a new hard copy for the therapist coming in so they have it ready to go in the morning when they show up. We also take a picture of the schedule and we'll text that out to each of the therapists working the next day. So on Friday afternoon, about 4.30 or 5 o'clock, they're going to get a text saying, hey, uh, here's tomorrow's schedule. But just realize it could change a little bit depending on any changes that happen overnight. So they're already expecting that. But it lets them be able to see at least what their day is going to look like, how long they're going to be in, and who they're going to be seeing. So that's basically Friday. Now everybody has their schedules. Uh, they know what to expect. And everything's set up for a good weekend. Saturday morning comes around. And as we mentioned earlier, the weekend coordinator comes in to, to see if there's been any overnight changes. Maybe a patient left LOA. Uh, maybe an eval didn't come in that we were expecting. Maybe somebody called in sick and we got to make modifications to the schedule. If those things have occurred, then she'll make those changes and she'll get a new copy set up and ready to go. She'll print it out and have it ready for the therapist when they come in. We also try during the weekend to run our minute reports and to 
update our tier and the reason is is there's there's changes that happen on friday and saturday and even on sunday that can impact scheduling so if somebody refuses for example or if somebody's gone LOA and they return and they're missing minutes we want to know about those missing minutes as soon as possible so we can try to recoup those even the next day or as we start to set up and plan for Monday we can try to get some of those minutes back if possible to give that patient the best opportunity to get their full 900 minute weeks so the weekend coordinator will download out of WellSky the weekend minutes report and she'll send that to either myself if I'm running the weekend or one of the team leads if they're running the weekend. So we also have a copy of the weekend schedule, uh, the census file, the tier file. It's all the same file, but we take a copy of that home with us with our laptop. So our weekend coordinator sends us that file and then we can put those minutes into tier and keep up with tier through the weekend and make adjustments if we need to to help again patients get their full time for each given week on saturday we also make the schedule for sunday and we pretty much just follow the same methodology to make sunday schedule that we do for saturday schedule in the past we've made sunday schedule on friday at the same time when we we're making saturday schedule but there's still so much change that can happen on friday night and saturday that we found it just to be as easy to make it from home on saturday um, because all those changes that would cause us to have to rework a schedule, um, they've already come into play and we won't have to rework the schedule as much if we just wait to make it on Saturday afternoon. And then it kind of you'll see the, the same repetition. So once we have that schedule made, we go through the quality checks, check everything's good, and then we're ready to send that out. And we'll send it the same way. So we'll take a, a screenshot of it and we'll text it out to the crew that's going to be working on Sunday. Pretty much say the same thing. Hey, here's a copy of Sunday's schedule. Our weekend coordinator is going to check overnight for any changes and updates, and we'll have a finalized printed copy of your schedule for you in the morning. And then on Sunday morning, our weekend coordinator comes in, looks for any overnight changes. She will make the adjustments as necessary and reprint a hard copy of the schedule for the therapist to come in and uh, have a copy of to, to run their days. So Saturday and Sunday, it's almost like Groundhog Day. It's the same thing that we do Saturday. We also repeat that and do that on Sunday. So that's basically running the weekend. Now the weekend on Sunday afternoon, it's winding down and we have to get things ready to go for Monday morning. And that's gonna basically involve getting the census file updated from what happened over the weekend meaning that folks that have left, we want to remove them from census. Folks that have come in, we're going to add them to census. And the same for the tier files. So we've been updating the tier minutes throughout the weekend. We're going to update it for Sunday's minutes as well. And that way, when we come in on Monday morning, all the therapists have an up-to-date and ready-to-go census. The tier is up-to-date and ready to go, so we can make accommodations and plans for continuing to try to recoup any of those lost minutes if needed. Um, and we're going to preload the online schedule uh, only with uh, PRN or outpatient therapists that are helping an inpatient. On Monday morning, when the full-time folks come in, they're going to get a copy of census and go ahead and knock out their schedule in the morning before things get up and running. But that's basically weekend preparation and weekend planning. I realize there's a lot that we've covered in this podcast, and that's just because there's a lot that goes into planning and running a good weekend. And we find if we miss any of these steps that we've talked about, then we're creating a bad day for somebody on the weekend. So we try to, to go through every effort to make our weekends run smooth, to make the therapists enjoy coming in to treat patients with us on the weekends. 
and probably most importantly to make sure the patients have a good experience on the weekends working with new and different therapists so that's our episode thanks for tuning in to dto playbook podcast and we'll see you again in future episodes thank you